Welcome back to the Pop of the Man podcast. I'm your host, Jay. With me today, I have my always loyal co-host, Cord. What's up, Cord? How you been? How you been? Chaos is a ladder. Zubac will come back strong Monday. We got the number one Suns fan in the nation. We got Cam with us. What's up, Cam? Hey, man, y'all already know what it is. Suns Nation. We have the proud Timberwolves fan in the building. We got DeLon with us, as always. What's up, DeLon? Assalamu alaikum, brother Jordan. And we got the homie Daniel with us in attendance. What's up, Daniel? Mm-hmm. Support your local museums if you in Tallahassee, slide by the road. And you know what we do. We give you our takes on basketball, music, and everything in between. This is episode 109 of the Popular Man podcast. If you're listening to this on streaming services, know that you can watch us on YouTube at Popular Man Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, know that you can listen to us on podcast form. Like, subscribe, comment, do all that fantastic stuff. We really do appreciate it when we hear from you. Uh, we re brought back oh, yeah, announcements. T shirts are live. If you want a t shirt, go to Podcast Demand on Twitter. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, Cord and Delon have their Popular Man's t shirts on in black and blue. They look they look amazing. Uh, but yeah, if you want a t shirt, make sure you go to Twitter at Podcast Man and talk to us and DM us and we'll give you and give us the details on what kind of shirt you want and give us your address and all those things. Um, I don't think there's any other announcements. So we'll just get right into the show. So, guys, we've been wanting we've been wanting it for a long time, or at least we've been eagerly anticipating it because we were just very intrigued by the prospect of it. But we have finally gotten Detroit Two by Big Sean, Big Sean's newest album after his follow up album from Double or Nothing uh, in 2017. Uh, <clears throat> it has been met with you know mixed reviews, as every Big Sean album is, whereas and either lauded as, oh wow, this is really great. Uh, Kendrick and and uh, Big Sean are a lot closer than people believe. I literally saw that tweet before I got on t- uh, onto the podcast, and then or a mix of this is the worst thing I ever heard. I'm ten seconds in. I don't want to hear no more. Uh, the homie Mero, listen, he said he got the track too, and then he turned it off <laughs> when he heard "Lucky You." Uh, it was, yeah, was "Lucky Me," "Lucky You." I can't remember which one it was. But anyway. It's been it's been a man with a mix of reviews, guys. How do y'all feel about Detroit two 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 days deep into here? What's y'all first assessment of that? Before we go any further, before we go any further, I think it's important to acknowledge that last week we had a conversation about Detroit two, um, where no about the singles from Detroit two, where Cord and I were on one side of the fence and Jordan's on the other side of the fence. Jordan's most of Jordan's argument about mm-hmm. um, about one of the songs was that Big Sean set the line. Um, we'll fuck up your whole Wikipedia. That was not the right. That's just not what he said. And I think it's really important to go back and see that. The pussy. What did he say? What did he say? Wikipedia. Huh? He said Wikipedia. Okay, so what it was is I, heard, me and Daniel heard the reference tape for that song, and on that reference tape. He emphasized the whole thing. He did, Daniel. Hey, hey, hey. Daniel wasn't there. Hey, that's Come here and Daniel laughed at it. It was like, I hope he changes that when the album comes out. Maybe he sneezed, maybe he coughed. I don't know. I don't know. But he, like, he was like, one, one bad. Like artists. I don't know what Jordan talking about. He said, one bad day could fuck up your whole week of people. Like, he emphasized it on the reference track. So when I heard the original song, I heard it the same way, but then when I actually went back and listened to it the last couple of times this morning, I was like, you know what? I think he, I think he didn't go for it on the actual album. I think he didn't go for it. Yeah, I yeah, I see the agenda being pushed. 
falsities and mistruths. Agenda's being pushed, Delon. You it see it. But, but t- tell me how you feel about the album rather than talking about how you think I feel about the album, Delon. How about that? <laughs> so I think it's really great. Uh, what you said was so important. People were so mixed, and I really love artists like that. Not artists who put out albums where, like, you know, I kind of like half the songs. I want people to either, like, super hate an album or super love an album because that's when important discourse happens. Um, so I really, 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 really like this album. Um, I don't know what the fuck people were talking about about like not liking the first two tracks because both of those are hard to me. You spy, you spy. Lucky, Lucky me was hard to me, especially after the beat change. Because beforehand I was like, okay, okay, and then the beat changed and it kind of felt like the beat matched up with the flow that he had been doing the whole song. Um, and I really do like the offbeat uh, flow coming from certain people. I just feel like a lot of it was, you know, we we want our artists to have this growth, not just like you know, where they start talking about how they are in different points in their life, but when they talk about their mindset at those different points in their life. And um, Big Sean, I believe for me, has really gotten the hang of it. Um, I feel like this was so much less punchline heavy than the rest of his music has been. And even when the punchlines were there, they weren't as um, egregious. That being said, I don't care if my rapper has punchlines in his music. I don't care if that's his thing. Um, as long as the subject matter is on par, I'm good with it. I just really appreciate all of the album. Um, unnecessary slander, unwarranted slander, just because easy Big Sean. As soon as he drops an album, people pull out their Rolodex of Big Sean uh, insults, their Rolodex of Eminem insults. Um, oh, my God. To say Eminem had the worst verse in the song. Ah, man. Ah, that was wild. Uh, but it's yeah, okay really to slander like Eminem, but I'm with you with the rest. Yeah, yeah. But um, I really like the album a lot. I enjoyed the album myself. Uh, not exactly, exactly, I'm not exactly sure how much I like it. It's like there's there's certain lulls in the album. Where I'm like I just kind of like check out while I listen to a song. The song's over. The song I like actually turns on. And I think to myself like, wait, what was that song? It just went off. And I had to go like look at my phone. It's like I just just generally just this couple songs just I just have to like zip through. But ultimately, I think Big Sean did a good job of managing his punchlines. I have zero problem with punchline rappers. It's just that that's a very dangerous form to play with because when you if you try to if you do like 15 to 10, like wordplay flipping, like, you know, trying to flip the meaning of words around every other song, you're bound to have some slip ups and bad lines. Like that's kind of like what Absol's problem is a lot of times where he tries to force these bad wordplay word flips and it just mm-hmm. comes off as like, like, I don't know what, like you didn't have to do that. Go off the um, reels. But I will say like my biggest problem with I Decided was that I felt like Big Sean played too safe. I think he heard people talking about how he was a punchline rapper and how he was too corny, and I feel like he didn't. I feel like he didn't do it almost at all, or even attempted that many punchlines, and that made I decided feel very boring. Like it, I didn't think I decided was a was a bad album, but I just thought like, eh, it's nothing. Like it's not, I'm not really feeling anything he's saying here. Double nothing. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it. But this album, I felt like he actually was true to himself in terms of style, and he was manageable in terms of punchlines, no, and, that, and that allowed me to be able to enjoy the songs rather than being like. This, what's this nigga saying? Like, I don't like this line. I don't like that line. He was, he was, you know, he made sense for the most part. I would say. What you got, Daniel? Uh, yeah, I like, I like Big Sean. I think from what you said before, or picking back, picking back off of what both you guys said, I think it is just easy mm-hmm. to like slander and attack Big Sean. I feel like he's like an easy target. I don't know when it exactly happened, but it happened somewhere along the way. Um, I personally don't think I decided it was a bad album. I think it was a really good album. There I think we go. Sean messed up when he started allowing other people to get to him. So I think we get double or nothing because he feels the pressure 
Um, and then to me, Double yeah, or Nothing yeah. is a terrible project, but it was off the back of a really good project. So I was like, you didn't need this. You let these people get into your head. So um, yeah, no, I think um, Detroit 2 was a really good project. I don't have, I have like thoughts. Um, I listened to him speak about like what the project meant, like what was his intention. And I don't want to say he calls it a love letter, but it's kind of like an ode to Detroit and it feels that way. Yes. So even when you hear like the, I don't want to call them the interlude, like the speeches from the famous acts in it, and they're talking about Detroit hey, and what stores. Detroit means to them. Yeah, I thought it was a beautiful thing. Um, I love the Dave Chappelle story. I love the Stevie Wonder story. I didn't even know Stevie was from Detroit. So, I did not. Um, I, I, I did not. I thought that was like beautiful to me. There were certain tracks. I just pulled up the track list that I really love. So I love ZTFO. I love, um, of course, Deep Reverence, but I kind of love that more for Nipsey than Sean. Hate to say it. Um, I love a song with Wayne. Um, Jordan was hating, and I had to tell him that because I listened to the podcast last week, and he was talking. But I was like, you know, their last song together was deep, and Wayne had like a phenomenal performance. So I was like, Shindo, Wayne, that was more of a Wayne thing. Cole, don't act, don't talk. Cole, don't talk like you know. don't act like you know Slender Wayne on a on a normal day. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's a different. That's a different agenda. I know it is. <laughs> I was. Um, I, well, I, I take that back. He ain't even an agenda against Wayne. I just don't be rocking with Wayne music like that no more. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so I was just confused with that. So I enjoyed that song. Well, I think I'm not only agendas. it's not even a negative critique, but I guess critical. I was talking to a friend of mine, a good friend of mine named Miles. Um. So I think everybody in their life got someone who like keep them on their p's and q's. Mm-hmm. I think even though I always try to be like a good person, maybe I'm not like as I guess aware of certain people groups as I should. Mm-hmm. So Miles and yeah. my friend would be like, no, you're doing this and that's that. And I'd be like, damn, I didn't even know that. So we were talking about the Sean album because I was defending Sean and I was like, no, I'm tired of people like um, just shitting on Sean for no reason. And he was like, nah, that nigga corny. He need to be shat on. Like, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'd say that's that. A, that's a weird sentence. That is a weird sentence. It really is. <laughs> we are not talking about Dubai. I was talking about rap music. Ah! <laughs> so he said um we were talking about the whole like kobe going before magic um line and i was like well anybody who knows me know what kobe mean um to me and i was like well shit, that was i was like you know i can relate to that because i was like even when yeah. i see like people like bill russell i was like i can't believe that like bill and not saying that i want bill russell to pass or anything like that but seeing bill be that old it's like damn yeah. like i never got that from kobe but then Miles, I guess, saw it from a different perspective. So Miles is gay. So he was telling me, I guess, what his, like, how he has seen people, I guess, react to the line. And he was like, he feels like it's been, like, um, warped with homophobia. But once again, I'm always an idiot. My mind is always, like, late to connecting. And I was like, well, what you talking about? Magic Johnson not gay. How the hell could that be homophobic? He's like, Magic Johnson got AIDS, idiot. <laughs> like yeah, not yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, like, I saw... I saw that. I was the same way. I said, "Oh, you know, we always talk about how you know the good point, like the good points of an album first, and then I always had to go back and make sure we talk about the bad point too, because no album is perfect. No album is just like 100 good, 100 bad. And that was one. That was actually I didn't know that's what you were going. I didn't know that's what you was alluding to when you texted me earlier. But that's exactly what I was going to bring up the exact line because, like I said, one uh, line, one line does not make an entire song bad, and once yeah. one line doesn't make an entire you album bad. You don't put did. That <laughs> line was bad. I was baffled because I knew exactly what he meant. I knew exactly what he meant. Like he was like, I, you know, with, with Magic having AIDS, I did not catch it. But Magic I having AIDS, I would have thought he would have died for Kobe. I, I, I just thought he was referencing an older Laker. I just that, 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 yeah, I, mean, I, I saw that he could have said Kareem. I saw that. I mean, 
I mean, come on. The man, he is sick. Like, I didn't catch it at first. Come on, that. Come on, Gord, 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 Someone else had to walk me to it because I, I 100% wasn't going to get there. But no, I think Miles is right. I think, Jordan, you are right. I think it's 100% something like geared towards people with AIDS. And it was, I'm just always oblivious to shit sometimes. So I just, I wouldn't have got there. Someone had to like lead me there. And I was like, oh, you are completely right. But yeah, Sean kind of whacked for that. I don't think it is. Jordan, clip out whatever course I'm saying. Clip out whatever course I'm saying. Nah, cool. It's, it's, it's hey, I mean, I mean. That was it. Anytime, oh, oh, anytime, anytime you say anything. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> anytime, Cord, where you say anything along the lines of it should have been this person or damn, I thought this person would have died before you, that's always wild. I don't care in what context. <laughs> I was, I was say this. Is it wild? Yes. Could you imagine Magic hearing it? It's facts, though. It's you... facts, though. Magic probably ain't thinking, like, oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to die before Kobe. Magic probably ain't thinking that. You know what I'm saying? But, Cord, I think that's the thing. It's not facts because I guess in 2020, modern medicine. Has gone like so far from my understanding, you can live like a very full life and be. Well, I mean, awesome. we just yeah. got a whole bunch of anti vaxxer bars, so what is modern? I hate you, that you did. That's another point. But I'm just saying, if in 2019 everybody was like, hey, who died first, Kobe and his daughter, or Magic? Yeah, everybody would have been like, fam, Magic. What you, you get what I'm saying? So I, nah. I think you meant it like that. Court, I think you're seeing it from a fact of like the age difference, and I think that's how I was at yeah. first. But when someone walked me to the point, I think it's 100% about Magic Johnson yeah. has age. Cause Cause imagine Johnson like 50s, like, what imagine 60s, 5, 60s. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Corey would bring out his booty dolls out the out the closet. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, Charles Barkley hurts the Clippers, so you better watch out. I'm just, I'm just gonna throw that out there. But that that, that goes back to I'm my just point. Gonna about, throw that out there. That goes back to my point about how Big Sean at times can you know get away from himself and just say some things he probably shouldn't or like. I'm like, cause like that, that that bar was completely uncalled for. A couple with the um, the anti-vax bar. And I'm actually kind of I'm getting very worried because like a, a lot of people with platforms are coming out and saying that you shouldn't get shots and things of that nature, and that scares oh boy. me. It's oh wait, well, I, I gotta ask you, what was your thoughts? <laughs> what was your thoughts of Big Sean to Western Medicine this week? I've been meaning to ask you this for. <laughs> I said that for Jordan probably threw it for we heard it live. Nah, dead ass guy. You know, like I said, I've been studying all week for my med school exams, and then like I hear this like Western Medicine this week. I literally, in the crazy thing, we literally just had, I just literally woke up like last night and went over a lecture that talked about modern medicine and how there's. You know, there's the medicines that we prescribe, but there's also alternative routes like herbs and things of that nature. And that stuff is real. Like that stuff does that stuff can treat some types of um cancers. It also can help with some other types of chronic issues that people deal with. But the issue is that that stuff is usually like a case by case person, just like modern medicine, like uh, conventional medicine, is all case by case. Yeah. So like how Tylenol might work for one person and not work for the next person. Those and you shouldn't things. have to pit one against the other. Just no, try both. No, and the thing is, like, the like lecture I was listening to, it actually yeah. recommends that. Like, unless the herbs and the modern medicine conflict and then cause one to, like, cause adverse effects, more often than not, doctors can prescribe you both. So you can do both. Like, there's not a, you got to choose one, you got to choose the other. But I will yeah. say, that, that little stretch on this song, and it kind of speaks to also another thing I didn't like about the album, or I can't, 
I'm not always a fan of rapping offbeat. I don't hate it. But with Big Sean, who likes to cram a bunch of words and extra syllables into a line, it sounds it almost sounds like he's talking sometimes when he's offbeat. Like the Western medicine line, like it, it really felt like he was just talking during that part. He didn't feel like he was laugh, like rapping at that moment. And he does it. I feel like, like that's the intention. Yeah, yeah I, I, I kind of like when that happens sometimes. And I, I won't call it bad. Cause he had to list out. No, I, I won't call it yeah, bad, but it's he was trying to like. Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, I was saying I won't call it bad, but it's just very jarring to hear. Um, it threw you off. Yeah, it throws me off every time he does yeah, it. Yeah, which yeah. you know, which is the whole point of rapping offbeat. You know, is to catch you off guard, and you know, you know that, that's that's the whole point of it. But. That's probably like the, my biggest problem with the album for me personally was him rapping on beat, the ex throwing extra spike, kind of rushing a bunch of syllables into rhymes. Um, and then like every once in a while, you know, a corny bar here, a corny bar there, but it's not enough to like, ah, this is just terrible. Um, but uh, also the production here, here and there was kind of hit and miss every now and then, but for the most part, it was straight. The features were straight. I enjoyed most, I, I pretty much enjoyed all the features. It wasn't a feature I thought was bad. I didn't like the song Post Malone, really, but I didn't think Post Malone oh, was bad on the song. I didn't think Post Malone was that bad sound, on the song. That, sound, that sounds like an Eminem song gone right. That song sounds like an Eminem song gone right. I don't know another thing. I like the song, and then Post Malone came through two little runs, and I was like, what is going on? Like, I'm I, like, like, the great white hole now. Come on now. Come on now. Don't give me Stop wrong. Stop white acts in the game. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't bad. It just, it was just kind of like, fam, why? Why? Because he needs runners. Big Sean never misses with an R&B feature, specifically talking about the generic. At all. I like the time on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he never, he he's had a great week. He, but he never, I think it's, I think it's the, uh, I think it's because his deeper voice Matches so well with all these R and B singers who come in very smooth, or Janae yeah. comes in very high and allows for great harmonizing, which is why I think twenty eighty eight worked. Um, but yeah, he never missed with R and B feature. Don't do that, Dave. <laughs> they, they caught me. I like the talk show song, though. I, I love talk show. I love talk show. I like talk show, but after that song, but uh, oh yeah, going back to Friday Night Cipher, like I said, I said on Twitter already, so I wanted to go. I put it on wax here on the podcast. I sat there and listened to the song. I thought Eminem had a good verse. Like I, yeah. I, I was anticipating like every time he's like on a song and I see him as a feature and it's like like four to five people on it. I'm <laughs> always anticipating him to be the worst verse because he just says some stupid shit. Mm-hmm. You get all. I listened to the entire song and I had that same problem during the cipher as I had like during a couple of songs on the album where it was like I'm listening. I just kind of tune out because I just I don't know the people who are rapping just aren't really doing anything for me. I tuned back in because of the beat changes with Big Sean. Big Sean verse was good. Uh, uh, what's the guy who raps? Who, what's the guy who um who does the price of tea in China? I, ch- I told you, Boldy. No, the same. Yeah, Boldy. Boldy's verse was good, but it was so short. Rap out of year. Yeah, it came and went. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, we progressed through the song. Did we finally get the Eminem? The beat changes just for him, and I'm just waiting on him to say something that makes me really cringe. Or makes me like okay, he I got I got turns. It didn't happen. It never happened. He was actually flowing really well. He wasn't just like rapidly, rapidly, rapidly spitting because a lot of times he gets in this habit of like just cramming a bunch of rhymes into one line so he could just show you all the alliteration and the sonics he could do. He didn't do that. He didn't do none of that. And he wasn't talking out his ass like he was actually talking well, about me, being good at rapping. I don't think I don't think that song was bad. So I was texting Mike. I won't say I hate Eminem, but I have like a strong disliking for Eminem. I won't lie to you. I'm like I respect transparent. It. I respect the honesty. Uh, 
but so I don't think it was terrible because I text my cousin because he likes Eminem. So he's always like, oh, you super critical of him. But if Nikki said this, you wouldn't say nothing. But my report always is Nikki just wouldn't say it. Facts. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so mm. I don't think it was mm. bad. It was just, Delon, I'm not even going to address you. I don't think it was bad. Yeah. She, she did but, have it. She did have it. I, I'm trying to talk about this white man. And everybody's <laughs> going to go somewhere else. <laughs> so I don't think it was bad, but it got to a point for me. I, I think like Jordan, I like tuned out or like I zoned out and I zoned back in. I was like, damn, this nigga still rapping. So it was just, it was too long for me. And I don't know yeah. if that makes it bad, but I was just like, you a feature. Like, I don't, I don't need this much from you. He, he was, so it, was it was too much for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think, so Daniel, this, there was a two day long discourse in our group chat about that, that entire song. Um, but I, I think I think it was funny when I was listening to the song the very yeah. first time. It was like a how long is it? Six minutes, seven minutes. Yeah. We got through like like seventy five percent of the song. Something like that. No, we got through like thirty percent of the song. Like okay, there's only three people left. Like what happened? Like everybody else got thirty second verses. Like it, it, and then the funny thing about that song is like everyone on that song got a beat change except for Royce the Five Nine, the one person who needed the beat change on that song. And he just went with I don't know yeah. Sada's. Sada's beat. Sada like, baby. Ah. Sada Sada. Royce lost me all his anti-vaxxer shit on his last album. That's all about. Oh, that's what I was gonna say earlier. Yeah, <laughs> Big Sean's anti-vaxxer uh, bars are gonna hit me in the face because Royce's were like. Royce's very apparent. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was also gonna say I did not like Royce Five Nines verse. That was the one verse I was like that. I actually tuned in to hear, and I was like, um, no, no. It felt I like he was really trying to bridge with the kids on that one. What, 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 what did he say on this song? I'm, I'm, I'm searching now, so my head is down. I'm looking for Royce at five nines on verse. It's like uh, <laughs> nah, <laughs> uh the Leor um uh, call Leor great while they make rape Russell Docs. I mean, like Ooh. I, I, I always hate like I get like I get Leo Cohen is a snake. I understand, but don't. Don't, like, don't be having shit to do with nothing. Yes, like, like yeah. what? Like, yeah. Russell raped people, so. And to my knowledge, he ain't got to rape. Leo raped you out your contracts. Russell, Russell really out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I hate that. It's like the whole, like, you know, they let this guy get away, but they got Bill Cosby locked up. Bill Cosby should be locked up. Like, <laughs> and also, he's <laughs> an innocent person. You feel me? Like, like Russ fled the country. Yeah, that nigga's a whole fugitive, man. That nigga running from the law. You just fitted him for it. Like I, I hate, like I hate, I hate that so much. Like, yeah, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm with you. Oh man, the, the whole the, terrible this year on that point on that front. Hey, the whole, the, but he said, "Who be, who be hoping you fail, nigga?" Oprah and Gail. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he got a point. Yeah, I'm gonna give him that one. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh, but that, that's like that's like his whole verse. And I'm like, bro, I, I, what is he doing? And like, so if people want to talk about a bad verse, I feel like his verse was worse than anything else. But I like the I didn't like the song. I wanted to like it more than I actually did, but it was just bad for me. Jordan, you just made me think of um, Royce has a song with um, Benny the Butcher called Upside Down, and to me, that's like Benny verse best verse this year. Phenomenal masterclass. Yes. But you gotta listen to Royce to get there, and the whole time his verse was like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" <laughs> like, wow, it's just, yeah, I, I say, don't know uh, when he got to this point. Delon, as a fan of both, I know he's heard this song too. You know what we talking about, don't you? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Ooh, All right, guys. Really cool here for us. We we we've been here a minute. You guys got any other thoughts about Big Sean before we we move on to the next? I just topic? realized not about Big Sean. Cam, do you not like music? No, <laughs> I actually haven't. I haven't listened to the album as a whole. I, the only only song the only song I listened to is Friday Night Lights. Like no, uh, like, me, me and Cam tag like out with the music and basketball topics, Daniel. I was like, you know what? No, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I actually had a few opinions, but then I was like, you know, we got four music people on here today. I'm gonna let y'all have it, and I'm gonna <laughs> oh. just save all my commentary for basketball. Yeah, Cam, I feel Cam, like every time we talk about music, Cam just like phase out. And then he come right back with basketball pop up. Now, it's it's interesting because I actually listen and take in everything. I, I'm more of a listener to podcasts definitely than a talker when y'all when y'all well obviously when y'all talk about music. Yeah, Cam is uh he's more of a basketball aficionado more so than like a music analyst like the yeah. rest of us. So that's why we save him for those music <laughs> topics. So let's move on. Wait. Oh, well, Last final final thing. I I think it's time we come to terms with it. Damn, Jordan. <laughs> I was going to say I think it's time to finally come to terms with the fact that sometimes it's not Big Sean being good or bad. I just think that the that the different opinions about Big Sean is a stylistic thing, and he does so many very particular things that you either like or don't. And people need to stop kind of guessing if it's good or bad if you just don't like that style. That's it. That's true. That's yeah. Yeah. Say, don't fucking listen if you don't enjoy an act. That's your like prerogative. Just don't listen. But why would you spend your time to listen to an hour plus of music just to hate? You don't like. Yeah, it it, it blows my mind. Attention. So they can talk. They can talk it's, bad about it. That's not the dark side. It just makes you look corny, though. I, I don't think it's all attention isn't good attention. It just makes you look stupid. Like, what is the purpose? That's I'm here. I'm here with you, Dan. All right. Cut that off and make an independent Big Sean review episode. Yeah, we really could. I was I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, wow, we've been talking about uh, this is actually a pretty good review. To be honest with you, I wish we wouldn't actually look more into like the production and more into the lyrics, that's, maybe. So that's how you know the album good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad so, at all. So moving on to the next topic, uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about the how the second round of the NBA playoffs has been going. Uh, there have – honestly, well, we're just really getting into the Western Conference games. The Western Conference games are just like – Lakers are playing game two tonight. Clippers played game two yesterday. Uh, the – I think, yeah, the, the East is way ahead Celtics of the West. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So tonight, despite, you know, the Clippers and Lakers – I only have playing two games today in a matter of hours the milwaukee bucks the the team with the best record in the league the one of title favorites could be eliminated in four games by the miami heat the fourth seeded team guys, tell me how you guys feel about the Bucks situation right now give that man his trophy before he go home please i am begging y'all please do that and also to all the milwaukee people i have talked to a lot of y'all throughout the year and the one thing that i have reiterated time and time again is that mike budenholzer is a great regular season coach he is not a playoffs coach he does not make adjustments he is good in the regular season, we saw him do this with the Atlanta Hawks, and now we're seeing this with Milwaukee. If you want Giannis to stay in this city, you must get a new coach and yeah, another player fair. to put beside him, or yes, he will leave. Fair. Yeah, I'll say. John, I think I think they said that he, I think they said the MVP presentation was scheduled for today, 
So it'd be hilarious if he gets his trophy today and then gets eliminated. He need to be right. He might not right now. He's on like a bad ankle. Yeah, like he he, yeah. he he tweaked his ankle in that last game, but he played on it. And they say as he was leaving the um, stadium, he told them like, "Ah, my ankle. Yeah, I, I tweaked it. It, it. it didn't really impact how I played. I'm fine." And they said after he got up, walked away, he was limping. So uh, I seen Luca drop damn near forty triple it's double. Facts. Uncle Wyatt. That's facts. Hey, there's, there's, different, there's different grades of sprains. On Reggie Jackson head. On Reggie Jackson head. Come on now. Come on now. Uh, so, Cam. So, uh, <laughs> I watched James Harden put 36 on LeBron. Now, come on now. Cam. Fuck, fuck LeBron. I hate that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga. <laughs> don't move me. Cam. That is what you saw. Cam, tell me how you feel about Mike Boonholzer's management of the team. The whole. I'm not gonna play my um guys more than 35 minutes because y'all don't think it's averaging 35 minutes in the playoffs right now. He's, he's sticking to his regular yeah. season. He's sticking to his regular season rotations. How do you feel about the way Mike Boonehoser has failed to adjust to this Heat team? Talk to me. You know the thing. The thing that has really stood out to me the most is what's crazy is that the Toronto Raptors, who are seen as a more team centric, we don't really have a true star player type team, are playing their starters. They're the big four. They're playing them 40 to 45 minutes a game. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, T Toronto Toronto feels like, okay, yeah, we got down to Boston, so I got to start playing these guys more. Whereas Mike Budenholzer is like, I don't know, no, like no. we might make it to the next round, but we probably aren't. But even if we do, I need to have Kawhi resting. Like it doesn't make sense to me for him to not be playing most of, if not all of the games. And then like, but then I, I, another part of me feels like, the reason he's coming off the court is because he's not super efficient. Well, I won't say he's not efficient when he's out there because, I mean, he's young. He's efficient. He's young. But the thing is, is, he's like, he's, a lot of times he's been neutralized in the series. So that's why I feel like he's coming off the court and they're kind of giving him a fresh restart, maybe against some of the backups and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it, it, it's not making sense to me at all. I mean, even if he's being neutralized on offensive end, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be the defensive player of the year. So, he should be yeah, he should be still impacting the game even if he is being neutralized on off, on offense like he should be out there like there's it just makes no sense because that's what you do in the playoffs in the playoffs you play your best guys you don't right. you use Especially your bench when you're down in the series yeah you use your bench to carry you through the regular season so your 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 stars don't get hurt but once you get to the regular season I mean, once you get to the postseason, you let your bench, you know, you kind of get them less minutes. You play your stars because that's who's going to win you the game. Uh, there has been a call for Mike. Well, I'm going to say this. If Giannis don't play more than 35 minutes tonight in an elimination get game. Get out of here. Well, let me be honest with you. At this point, they're going to lose this series. No team has ever come back from being down three. Yeah, bro. yeah I mean, they're just numbers. The, the teams are like 0 and 176 in these um, instances. <laughs> so no team I mean, you never know. You never know. When it was on three one, somebody on Twitter, huh? somebody on Twitter said that this wouldn't be like the craziest thing to happen this year, and it absolutely wouldn't. Like if it happened, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But at the same time, mm. I don't see it because of Coach Coach Bud's inability to change his uh, defensive assignment. So the, the, the Bucks' whole idea and identity on defense is we're going to just let teams shoot threes, and we're going to just guard the paint in the mid range and let nobody live there. But the Heat have a very good three-point shooting team, so just letting them shoot threes is not a winning formula. Some snipers. It's burnt them three games in a row. I just feel like, so, as you know, or, well, 
I gotta stop saying that's Jordan though, cause then not say shit. So I stopped watching basketball um, after the niggas boycotted and then came back. <laughs> I said I was done. So, uh, uh, I just been watching. You boycotted the boycott? No, I, I can't. I can't. Like, oh, <laughs> man. It, it made no sense to me and it just enraged me. So right now I am just like a stats hustler and I sometimes watch highlights, but for the most part I'm not, not. For the most part I'm not watching these games at all. So when I speak. So I just want y'all to like be aware that if I say something that's out of term, I'm 100% just watching like statistics. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is all a coaching issue because to me, I feel like players have to lead. So I've seen like um players like just uh, like take charge and essentially tell the coach like, no, this is not what's happening. This is what's gonna happen. Because I remember <laughs> when we slandered a lot of players for doing that, be like, oh, they think they're the coach X Y Z. Um, during Kobe's last season when he tore his Achilles. Um, that last stretch, they tried to sit him down, but he said, yeah. I'm the team. Like, I don't care who you think you are. This is my team. This is yeah. how it's going to happen. So if Giannis is supposed to be defensive player of the year, two-time MVP, consecutive MVP, <laughs> at some point, you – I mean, I think LeBron should win a different conversation. But okay. at some point, you have to take accountability. And so we're talking about, oh, playoff coach versus regular season coach or XYZ, the bench don't get no playing time. From my understanding, didn't the Raptors bench just score like a hundred points not too long ago? Yeah, it did. It did against the. I mean, it was the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, like I don't care who it was. They start on five. They start on five. Was the bench? No, I get what you. I get what you're coming from. And the thing is, they both deserve blame because, like Cam mentioned, where Yon's being neutralized offensively, like he just he's catching the ball at the three point line, but he wants to be in the paint, and he's okay. Then no way. And he's keeping him from the paint rather, but that's also not only a. A Giannis problem, but also a coaching problem that a coach is not setting, putting sets and plays in place for his best player to get the ball downhill or get the or let his best player catch the ball in the post. That's a, that's that's Giannis' fault for allowing it to happen, and that's also the coach' fault for allowing it to happen as well. But, but we but we also got to look at how that team is structured too. Like, how is that team really structured for them to be able to do that for him? Yes, they they, they play five out. Like when you watch the books, nobody is inside of the three point line. The center is per, is behind the three point line. So if Giannis was to get any post, literally he Lopez would have has been a little shaky though. No, he's been except hitting, for the first game. He's been hitting shots, and so if you if he's thinking the shaking at three, the point is you got him out there to space the floor for Giannis. So if he's out there to space the floor, and you got four shooters on the floor then Giannis should be able to be in the paint and pass from the paint. Or you can at least run pick and roll with Giannis with a guard. And so he can at least be moving, like moving towards the rim. So you can, so that way, by the time you pass the ball, he's already like got momentum going, but they don't do none of that. He just picks and pops and he can't shoot threes. So it's like, why, why, why are they, why are you picking and popping Giannis? Like that's not you. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to defend Giannis a little bit though. You know, with the, I'm going to tell I don't think he go tell the coach what to do because he, like, he not Kobe. Like, he wasn't a star player. Like, nobody expected him to be this. So he grew up in a, like, he grew up in the Buck system listening to the coach. No telling him, we're going to make you do this. We're going to help you do that. So for him, it's going to take him a while to become that type of leader. So that's why I don't necessarily, I don't hold it against him because, I mean, you got to think about it. Some people, some people been the guy since high school, middle school, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? AAU, this day in the third, whereas young is he growing into it. So I what you're saying, but you can still be a, I'm not telling you to tell the call, call the coach out their name, just blatantly like, ignore your coach. I'm just telling yeah. you, make critiques. Tell coach, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. I think we should do this. 
at some point, this kid's got to be held accountable. So if we're going to blame the coach, I think we have to blame yeah, Giannis, too. True. I don't no, think it's a, just like a one-person thing. No, it's a two-way street. And like I said, even Giannis behind the scenes, he ain't got to do it in the presser. He ain't got to do it, you know, pregame or in the, on the court. He can say after game two, yeah. I think he went at 2-0, and he'd only played like 34 minutes. He could have told Coach Bud, Coach Bud, please, let me play like 38 to 40 minutes. Yeah, it's like – yeah, so I don't like that. I, I, I was telling Jordan that about the Clippers um, last season because he was on Doc head. And I was like, Doc is not making Ooh. ball not make shots. Like, he, he can't control that. So, yes, Doc may be messing up, but at some point, he, play, he's yeah. not on the court. He's not making you miss these shots. But see, also, there's also, as I said, there's also cases of you putting players in, pl in places to, to succeed. Like, if you put three minus defenders on the court, and then they can't defend anybody. Yes, that's them not defending. But you as a coach shouldn't put them in a position where you know that where nobody on the court can guard anybody. And now you got people attacking from every direction. They can't get stops. As a coach, you shouldn't do that. So that's why I said I blame Bud for and he playing did it his, against the best offense in the league. So I blame Bud for like putting um <laughs> for not for not putting Giannis in the best position to succeed. But I also blame Giannis for being so limited as an offensive player that he can't just go off script. Like, the thing is, Giannis can't just be like, well, forget the game plan that Bud said. I'm going to just go post up because he kind of can't. He kind of can't just post up. Giannis isn't, don't really have that kind of post game. He don't really have an off-the-dribble game. He can't just create. And here, no mid-range game. No. So go, Cam. Hey, man. And here lies my total issue when y'all keep saying, this man's MVP. This man is yada, yada, yada. This man is so good. This man is super efficient. Hey, I'm sick of it. The man is, we're not at a point where we're like Ben Simmons, where we're like, oh, no, he won't take a shot. But my man, you had all this time, haven't developed a jumper. Offensive That's game right. isn't really, isn't, offensive game really isn't like yeah. defined. Well, I won't say defined, but it's not, uh, what's the word? It's not expanded that well. He's, yeah. I mean, he's he's good. He's a 6'11", 200, what, 50, 60 pound guy who can go out and like he can go out and get a bucket. And most and most in most regular season games, he can average 30 and 15, do all this other junk. But my whole thing is, I'm just super frustrated because well, I, some people can call me like a LeBron fan. I'm not. I consider myself a LeBron fan. I just am an appreciator of great talent and a lot of other things. But my whole thing, when y'all were talking about giving this man MVP and LeBron wasn't getting, like, the hype that I feel like he deserved, I feel like, for one, LeBron was Preach. doing it in tougher conference. LeBron was doing it uh, – he was doing it in tougher conference against tougher, tougher competition. Uh, he had another star on his team, and he was still averaging great numbers. And I just – I mean, I just feel like uh, giving it to Giannis was – Kind of a cop out, and it was kind of one of those media narrative type things. So I won't say that because hate is what it is. I won't say oh, that the MVP is still a is a still a regular season award. Yeah, and Giannis in the regular season was a phenomenal player. He was so good, at, you know, along with making his team so good. He didn't even have to play fourth quarters. Like he was like on like, oh. a curry tip. Like he they won a lot of games in block fashion. And he sat at like the best net rating. They had like the best defense with him being the best defensive <laughs> player on the best defensive team. Like his value, like he deserved the MVP award. But the thing is, at the same time, there was come never on, he, come on, he do, he do. There was never a time where I thought to himself, like, oh, Giannis is better than LeBron. I know the I know that that's not the MVP award. And we know LeBron gonna pick it up in the playoffs. No, the thing is we we know the MVP award is never who's the best player. Because if it was, LeBron yeah. would have had it for the past five, six years. But that's and not that's, what, that's not what that award is. And James Harden would have two or three, but you know. 
Nah, Jay Hall. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna say this too. I'm gonna say this too. Yannis. I'm gonna keep it real with you, Chief. You finna get that James Harden treatment. You ain't getting no more MVPs. Cause mm. I'm gonna tell you, cause cause when Harden start mm. folding in the playoffs, people say, Oh, we don't count the playoffs when it comes yeah. to people count the playoffs when they come to MVP votes. He ain't getting another MVP until he start winning in the playoff. Them media yeah. people finna be on his neck. So for all the youngest fans, y'all better get y'all defenses ready. Y'all better start watching some lawyer videos, some court videos, because y'all got a lot of defending to do. I'm about they to finna be on his neck like how they be on hard neck. Get ready. I'm about to cave right now for him. So I feel like I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna join in on the slander. I'm not gonna say I'm not it's gonna be funny. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but I feel like so certain I things smoke. not fair. So how long how um deep did that Bucks Raptors series go last year? Was that a seven game series? I six. They won two old and lost four straight. My defense kind of just went away. Yeah. But he folded. He <laughs> folded. <laughs> but at the same time, when you running into Kawhi, and Serge, and Pascal, and Mark, I can't blame you. Fair. Like, yeah. Really? And especially if that team goes on to be the champions, while we can still be critical, I feel like it's hard to be like super critical because you lost against what was just the best of the best. Yes. He ran into some monsters. But that's why nobody, that's why not, that's why like MVP voters didn't hold it against some of us. Like, you know, he's only going to get better. This is like a learning experience. He's going to hold this against him. But this is the number one yeah, seed about to get swept by the fourth seed. No, the fifth seed. Oh, yeah. the fourth seed. Yeah, fifth seed. Fifth seed. That's inexcusable. I'm happy as hell for Jimmy. Actually, Jelani, I was, I was just about to say that, Daniel. I was just about to say this. I was about to I'm say we really need to be giving Jimmy Butler his flowers right now. Because hating ass niggas like DeLon, I hate to do it because DeLon, you know, you my brother. Don't but do hating it. Hating ass niggas like DeLon was like, oh, Jimmy being too rough on towns. He the problem. He didn't say that. Hey, man. You said All right. Once Jimmy gone, it's going to be better. I remember. Mm, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't say that either. Y'all ran. I, I recognize. I recognize the talent that Jimmy <laughs> Butler brought to the team. I also recognize he was a cancerous. <laughs> that he's looking real cancerous, cancerous right I now. I said, "Hey, you fucking!" I said, "To <laughs> that team, to that team is what I said." <laughs> I love the Heat. I love the franchise. Doing with the Heat, I even said last week the Heat are going to win. I still hate Jimmy Butler, but I hope they win. But I still hate. I think Jimmy like okay. I I see, if not if not anything for the narrative that he got out there about Cat, if not anything but the narratives. I'm saying I'm saying this, and this great one though. I've said this and I've said a hundred times. I don't know why it like even Jaquez don't get it through his head. Where Jimmy Butler was one of my favorite players. Like I, I used to talk yeah. about Jimmy Butler all the time when he was with the Bulls. I love Jimmy Butler. Like, I, I love his work ethic. <laughs> I love how hard he worked. agenda. I, I did. I did. But I, I'm also the type who knows that there's gray. Nobody is 100% right. Nobody's 100% wrong. And people forget those Bulls. People forget when he first got into with those young Bulls players and like he was criticizing them. And the Bulls players, the young Bulls players, were saying. The young bull player was saying, "Hey, Jimmy Butler, practicing. Jimmy Butler be skipping practice. He don't be actually in here working like he say yes. he do. He be skipping." And then Ray John Rondo, who, Ray John Rondo was also who, a vet <clears throat> who said that, "Look, if you you don't have to air out our team's business to the media, that's that, like you can say those same things to us. Like you don't have to go talk to the media about this stuff." And you that's always my problem. Right? How Jimmy Wright? Almost. 
Anytime see, Marlon makes something, the opposite is always correct. Nah, man. Just like I said, it's just like I said on Twitter about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was a great leader for the Bulls. Not everybody can lead every team like Michael Jordan led the Bulls. Didn't apply to the Timberwolves. Which is why I say, which is why I say, in that situation, I was like this. It's not his fault. My beef with Jim. Niggas in that soft like that bull situation. My was beef with was- Jimmy Butler is, eh, they want to scrap. Okay, but don't get that. Go to a place where you can get My two subservient white Butler players. Is, if to be three and yeah, four sure, on sure, the team. Sure. Oh, my thing. If you want to be a tough leader, be a tough leader. I don't want to see you cheesing with Rachel Nichols every week snitching on your franchise. That's my only problem with Jimmy. Yes. Like, to me, I'm going to say that to me, you didn't have to air out them young Bulls players. You didn't have to air out Cat and Wiggins and talk about the man, girlfriend, this, then, the third. You didn't have to air out the Philadelphia 76 business. Like, like come on, fam. Like, like I just get it. To- you want to prove a point. What he did in my what he's doing in Miami is great, but it's you don't want to be the guy that hops on. The seventy six needed to be exposed for what Listen, they were doing. I mean, I mean okay, now that they did, that, that they did. No, nah, not really, because it's gonna get exposed on the court. Like you don't, have, you don't have to go out there and talk about those players. Like it was gonna manifest on the court. Like we see that Ben Simmons hadn't gotten better as a player. We don't need Jimmy Bowler to go out there and tell us and you know talk about his teammate. Like you don't need that. It took us a year to figure this out, though, Jordan. That goes like no. It, all I heard, I said, um, I said that me was gonna be MVP was that black man was gonna be around the white woman. That's what I heard. Don't don't don't. I'm gonna say this, don't, don't, and like I said, I'll you like I said, I don't want to talk about it anymore. But like just like comparing it to Chris Paul, like pe- people say the same thing about Chris Paul because he's very hard on his teammates and he's grading on them. Chris Paul don't he never ever snitched. go. He never go he to never the media and talk down on any of his teammates. That wasn't gonna do it. That wasn't gonna solve anything. They were gonna be no. the exact same people. Just he just like, lock them up in their house. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much. Sound Trey song. <laughs> I I I'm like ignored the law, but what I was gonna say. Yeah. Damn, that really you didn't lie, I already I literally yeah it threw off what I'm gonna Giannis, say. Oh, if you listen trust Chris Paul. Call Shank. I mean that's cool, but like it's funny, it's funny people don't trust Chris Paul, but he's gonna sit here defending Jimmy Butler, who literally talks bad about well, his teammates. To I don't trust people. Chris Paul because I asked, I've never asked wait. him for anything. I asked him for one thing in my entire life. One thing he just had to close this Coach series. Lakers? One. Oh, well, I kind of asked that too. Ooh. That's different. But Ooh. so two things I asked in my life. But recently yeah. I asked him one thing, and he couldn't do that for me. So I don't got no love for Chris Paul. So all right, let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> yeah, we only, we only two topics in. We've had a lot to say about the first. Okay, man. Uh, so we'll speed it up. Giannis, TV. call Shaq. Work See, on drop ship. Call Hakeem. Work on footwork. Post up. This is why we don't call legends more. This is why we only on topic two right here, Delon. Every time I try to close the topic, y'all got ten more things to say. Delon had a good point though. I don't understand why people don't like rely on legends. Like I couldn't understand the white first tenure during the Lakers. Shaq kept like offering the help, and I was like, "Why don't you take this help?" I thought he but, was. All right, all right, go ahead. I, I didn't understand that either myself. Hey, one more, one more thing, Yana. There you go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, cool. big broom. Oh, Cam brought up the broom. All right, so moving on to the third topic of the day. <laughs> TDE finally did something. They are live in the background. Uh, uh, different. 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 
SZA released her brand newest single, Hit Different, with a, vis- with a visual accompanying it, uh, featuring Ty Dolla Sign on the hook. Guys, are you guys excited that SZA is finally back? What do you think? What do you think? TDE did something. Did our complaining work? It did. TDE did something that didn't involve reason. God bless. God, God bless. bless. Round of applause. Shout out to you, Top Dog, for reading the room. Yeah. So I'm, I'm tired of that nigga. So people, <laughs> just straight up court. So people were like saying there was all like some people said it was all like a marketing employee to begin with. with him like with SZA coming out saying that hey, you know, they won't let me release my music. They won't let me go outside and all this stuff. So, but it also goes back to like the whole point of I was talking to people last like a couple weeks ago. We first talked about this, and they were talking about like TDE. You really want them to release music during the pandemic? They can't succeed. Well, look at them; they're doing it now. So, what's the, don't, so don't yeah, they they releasing the music now. It was just the yeah. fact is that matter is they were trying to be stubborn and trying to act like oh yeah we can't do that. And then they had fans on their heads, and now they're realizing that oh wait, maybe we that was the video has already gotten three million views with ads of last night. I haven't checked this morning, but it said three million. I thought views. that was bad, honestly. I have been keeping track of it. I don't. I was, I was going to ask y'all because I know y'all follow YouTube numbers a lot more than I do. I don't know what a a typical YouTube more. video does does. Because I know, comparison. like, uh, like Takashi, like, you know, Takashi like internet sensation. YouTube. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, but, you know, and then also. Him and Youngboy young different, though. Yeah, they different. But Him I'm saying, and Youngboy, they different. In a single they day, in a single day, what do they do? They do, like, what? How many million? I'm going to say it, it really depends. Like, Anywhere from 10 to 20. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I will say that SZA, it, it was a lot of music this weekend. SZA put out a, like, eight-hour warning music video. Um, with two pretty large albums coming out. That's facts. Time, so, mm. and plus, and another dark single. Seen, we've seen most of the video on Twitter anyway. So, yeah, also facts. That's why I ain't look at it. That's for every music video, though. Yeah. I can like yeah. find any music video. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like say. I'm gonna say that I do not see six nine and Youngboy videos on you. On even Twitter. even Youngboy, oh, Youngboy put out Youngboy put out a song the uh, song and video the exact same day as Drake put out Laugh Now Cry Later. He did yeah. way less numbers than he would have. It's yeah. just I mean the direction went other places. Yeah, yeah Big Sean yeah. and Takashi. I'm be honest. The with thing y'all. is, I don't think Big Sean is bigger than SZA. But Big Sean put out an album. Hmm. Ah, about a single. Well, you know, Big Sean did put out a, a video. Let me see what it did. Lithuania. Lithuania. I didn't. I didn't watch yeah. the Scissor video until like I think this morning. Like that's Dang. how because it was just so much music. This was the first like thing the I did. Whole, whole, I saw like the whole video on Twitter. Like somebody had the whole thing on Twitter. Yeah, Big Sean. I, I just watched Big, it there. Big Sean's Lithuania video with Travis Scott has 1.7 million views right now. That's two days ago. It came out two days ago. Yeah, so I think SZA's the bigger act. I just, I don't know, I expected more from SZA, and I guess it's the same. It reminded me, um, Punch tweeted something, and it made me think of um, what fans was begging for um, Schoolboy to drop, and that's um, Blank Face. So he dropped the song with Kanye, and then he was, which was terrible. But then Punch was like, y'all niggas beg for this, but y'all not buying it. So like, but the song is terrible. But see, the thing but, is, like, art. Uh, more than four million. People that was too far because because he, like, he hey man he dropped the ball this shit. You know what I'm saying like are more than four million people begging for it. Like oh. think about it. like you think about the number oh. of people begging for it. Like that's those true, true. literally everybody begged for it could have went and watched it, but it still wouldn't be like more than like that's not that's not twenty million people begging for them. Yeah, you're right. I guess I just feel. Yeah, you're right. I don't have like a song. And thirty k retweets and a thousand quotes ain't the streets. 
But I mean, it, it, it could be the streets. Like I said, that's not that's still like only a fraction. But yeah, you're, you're right, Jordan. The people who asked for it went and watched it. I guess for me, I just feel like for as big as it started, or what I assume her star to be. So I know Control is the third, the third longest charting album for a black woman ever. Um, wow. So um, yeah, I re and I only noticed because um, it broke the Pink Prince record. So I was like stuck, and I was like, damn, I love Sister. I'm so happy. But I was like, damn, Sister, how could you? <laughs> so oh, oh. And it was just something I kept track of. But yeah, so Sister Star, I believe, is huge. The songs on that album are huge. I believe that album itself is at least double platinum, maybe triple platinum. I think the biggest song oh. is like four or five times platinum. So that yeah. to me, Sizzle Star is like the only larger star than Sizzle on TDE, in my opinion, is Kendrick. So I just expected. Yeah. I don't I, know a lot. Go ahead, Jordan. I blame the label. We talked about it. First of all, it came out in a very crowded day, and we didn't, they didn't advertise it ahead of time. So, like, people already had their mind set up, and I'm going to listen to Big Sean on the hour, on the, you know, when the hour strikes um, midnight. And there was a whole bunch of other things released. And it's like, I don't know where, hey, Scissor's dropping something. I almost missed that announcement, thing about it. And I blame the label because the label isn't creative at all with this promo. They're lazy. They try, to play, they try to play the Mystique angle. And the Mystique angle is cool for sustaining attention, but it doesn't gain you new fans. Like, doing nothing doesn't make you get new fans. Like, people aren't going to be like, people aren't going to be sitting at home. Don't work with, on R&B on this people, weekend, yeah. People who aren't You're fans. Right. People who aren't fans of Scissor aren't gonna be in the house, not seeing Scissor, not listening to Scissor, and thinking to themselves, "I should go listen to Scissor because nobody, because she isn't doing anything." Like, that's not how you make new fans. You gotta do things to promote yourself and put yourself in spaces. And so, while I think she might have sustained the fans she had during this little hiatus, because they were eagerly anticipating it, she didn't. You, to be make a no superstar, yeah, you didn't, you didn't make new ones, and to be and to be a superstar, you gotta constantly keep your face in, in people's faces. What's up, Delon? Another thing is. On a crowded day, that was the most here nigga damn release for a single like I've seen in a very long time. Like, oh, y'all want the scissor? And then as soon as they put the video out, here comes Punch on Twitter. I told y'all. Y'all got something to say? Y'all missed me, huh? Y'all said it last week. Like, we, we get it. But also, like, I, I just feel like, I feel like normally people with R&B, people usually react and wait more for the full project than the song. I just don't know too many R&B, not pop R&B. Just too many R&B singles that just do super numbers. Um, and then like, you know, it kind of is like when the project comes out, that's when like five or six deep cuts start blowing you're, up. You're right, but I guess for me, I feel like, to me, I feel like I have control. I hate to say, I, I don't like the word. I hate when people say people transcend a genre because to me it's corny. And like yeah. enough on the genre. But I feel saying? like after control, Sizzle, like, Star just grew so much that I expect, even if normal R&B acts don't do this, you're not a normal R&B act, you're scissor. People credit you for like kind of the, this new resurgence of R&B. So I just expect no matter what, so even if you don't do a lot of promo, you don't do whatever, I just expect the noise around anything that you do finally do to be so large. That, and, and don't get me wrong, the song is performing well, like it's not doing poorly at all. I just kind of expected it to do more. Yeah. But I guess I'm learning maybe that's just not, maybe that's not her star power. Maybe when we can see the yeah. album numbers, it'll be reflected I, in that. I, and I, I like don't want to say it, but uh, I hate using this argument, but I don't, don't think don't. SZA has transcended completely the black audience. So, and that's we fair. know black yeah, audience. Uh, I think, oh, no, no, now listen, I think SZA has a white audience. 
I think okay. she's very good with the white audience, but I think a lot of her, I don't think there's a hardcore white audience other than um, like white women who like wear sundresses and dance in daisy fields and that well, kind of stuff. You know, um, my type of white women. A lot of them are my friends. A lot of them are my friends. I know, Daniel. I know. Um, but, you, you know, like black people are kind of busy. Black people also buy stuff. So there's 4 million people on Twitter saying, I really want that scissor. 4 million people want to stream. That says that four million people are not going to buy that says. Yeah, I feel you. Man, I'm gonna say this though, but if TDE had kept up, like think about it, she been in the vault for three years, like fifty other R&B acts that came out in them three years, and that's what I was Summer saying. I, exactly, I like TDE system, but that works with different artists. But when you got a Kendrick and you got a Scissor, they should not be applied to this. You got to get a different formula for them. You know, even Kendrick is different because people are checking for Kendrick every single day. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that. I don't think people at that, like, insane, uh, ooh, what's well, he doing, uh, 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 doing today? Okay, okay wait, but Jordan, I'm going to say this, though. Kendrick had multiple projects to build that. Like, he yes. had to build that fan base. Right, he Sizzle, was very visible. He had one, right. yeah. Yeah, SZA made one very great album, then just went no, and just ghosted everybody. Let's say, though, do we know does SZA want to be a huge star? Because I think of acts like Frank Ocean. Mm. So to me, Frank should be like ten times bigger. <laughs> but Frank don't want to be around niggas, so Frank is very fine with just saying, "Don't talk to me. I'm not releasing music. Niggas want my old shit. Buy my old album." I don't know. And then when I drop, I drop. I was so like, she be complaining a lot about. Yeah, that's the thing. She say that. We're not complaining, making valid. Complaints, well, I'm saying like she be want to put the music out. Like she yeah. wants there's, there's her, her goals are obviously not 100% aligned with TDE, and that's why she be having these spats with them. So, yeah. like, so she might want to be a star, but they might not be like, no. Nah, if you want to be a star, this is what you got to do to do it. So they might be disagreeing on how to get her to that. I, I think they put her on the Kendrick data plan, uh, the Kendrick Frank data plan. But the problem is that when they are gone, they are they don't gone bones like. Sizzle like still tweets about like just stuff, just stuff, you know. So that kind of ruins it because she's normalizing her absence. So at this point, we're just missing the music. We're not necessarily missing Sizzle. We're not what hairstyle does she have? What what's going on in her life and all that kind of stuff like we do with Frank and Kendrick. Like literally, right. Kendrick, we just saw some pictures of Kendrick. I'm really postulating if it's a um, if it's even a music video. First picture we, we saw the nigga levitating over the ocean. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, you you really can't tell if that's even him. I, that was my first thought when you said that to me, Dan. I was like, "This could, this might not even be him. Man. Like, it could literally be anybody." I can't see no other rapper doing it, but Kendrick, though. No, but, that's true. But, I mean, it could be for a movie. I don't know. Like, he just man. like I'm not getting happy about that Kendrick stuff because I just don't know if it's music related or not. No, but, um, yeah. I think you're right it's with nice Kendrick commercial. and um, Frank because um, Lang for, for Frank, I didn't even um Frank had an Instagram, but it was private to the public, so like we didn't get into that till like years later. Yeah, like, ah, maybe you niggas can see what I do in my personal life. And he still don't really post because I follow that nigga and I got one conspiracy theory too. I'ma say this. Who does who seemingly is Kendrick's other arch rival other than Drake? Like statistics wise or not statistic wise, but just like the way people Sean? view like yeah, Big Sean. Oh, yeah, okay, I thought okay. they, I thought it was gonna drop last night. I thought Kendrick gonna drop a single and then they put a I just think oh, it's good. Oh, been that was my theory for like the last two weeks. I'm not gonna lie. That would have been, been evil. I still think it. I still think it was intentional TDE, 
that they finally break their silence on the night that Big Sean dropped his album. I think that was intentional. Listening to that interview of like the Joe Budden, Joe Budden podcast did with uh, Punch and how he was talking about, uh, asked, have you listened to that new Drake single? He's like, no, nah, I ain't heard it yet. I'm like, you ain't heard it yet? I mean, I, you know, I listen to music on Sundays. I'm listening to it though. I ain't heard it yet. He, knowing how petty they are, I really feel like they, I feel like TDE planned that shit just to uh, fuck with Sean. That's my conspiracy theory. I ain't gonna hold it. Did not, it did not work. No, it yeah, work. it didn't work. Because um, I think Sean's songs are gonna be more successful than Hit Different. No, I love Hit Different. Yeah. Speaking of Sean, I will say I was genuinely surprised. I thought Big Sean was like a shoe in for the number one album. I thought there was like no way that he wouldn't and get it. I knew and I, I just knew saw the recent up. projections. And um, yes, Kashi seemed to be. Um, Granted, projections change, so like by Wednesday it can be like different. Um, Takashi could slow down, Sean could like pick up speed, but Takashi in front of him by like twenty five thousand units. Fam, and I didn't. Almost, almost eighty. When Takashi he was dropping his album, almost eighty is when they said that Lil Durk was changing his album from an album to a single. I said, yeah, Takashi can do some numbers. Durk is obsessed. Yeah, no, okay, no, okay, no, no. This will throw me off because he came out last week and was like, They tried to pay me to be for him. I ain't saying nothing else. And then he just spent the whole week just going back talking and talking about like, it. He's about to yeah, like, He's And what label is going to offer you three million dollars? Like, come on, yeah, and they're the one who picked the fight with Takashi. Exactly. Like, uh, like, hey, you, hey, like, hey, you know what it sounded like to me? It sound like he took that bag to me. It, it, I, I, was, I don't give a reason. There is no bag. I don't think it's a bag. I think he just wants a promo. Yeah, he, they I, like the attention. And I almost say, and that's why I said when 6ix9ine came out, he was going to thrive and survive because rappers, is even though rappers say they got mores, it's a job. And when you got a job, you want to get paid. How do you get paid? You got to be seen. How do you have to be seen? You got to you gotta do something. And so, so he's going to be a super, he a super villain. Like, he is the like, Joker. Everybody want to go against the Joker. So they, you know what I'm saying? Like, or you need a villain. Run. He's gonna be number one because all twenty five thousand of those sales come from Daniel streaming trolls. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna bring that up too. From what I heard, wait, wait, did, a wait, lot did, of this. Did you stream it or did you buy it? Did you buy it? He bought it twenty five thousand times. Uh, <laughs> 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 Copy the troll guy. That whole museum chip. <laughs> Maybe I own a couple of copies of that song, but I did hear. Did you contribute to this album going number one? <laughs> No, mm -hmm. I feel like my troll sales been counted. I ain't buying no merch. I ain't buying no merch. But I heard they're finally shipping that merch this week, and they say them troll sales looking crazy, and that's like helping that album. Yeah. Hey, that nigga knew what he was doing. I ain't mad at him. If he had to get it off the back of my nigga, here. And it's the crazy the part. They tried to stop him, and they still was too late. They they tried to stop him and Nick, and they were too late for him. That shit crazy. No, it's. I, Trolls out the gate. That's what I said. Statistics. Um, yeah. Business-wise, that song made perfect sense to me because, like, it's two, like, really hated rappers, but they're rappers that you hate, but then you watch them. You got to watch. You got to see them. Um, so I know that was um, out of there. What was funny to me, though, is I saw Thug promote Sean's album, but then he dissed a 6 9 in the process. Mm, like, well, we don't listen to rap. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, just say yeah. the short two is all about your business. Listen, don't come on. Don't promote Popular Demand podcast and say, don't listen to X podcast over there. Bingo. Bingo. And also, Gunna did a Crime Stopper commercial. Thug. Like, Thug, I rock with you. I rock with Gunna. Y'all can't do the no snitching campaign when your artist did a snitching commercial. It just, it don't, it don't make sense. Like, he, me, he, so. 
like 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 how flow is to progressive, Gunny is the crime stoppers. Like you can't be doing it. He stay far for snitching. You can't do that. You can't do that. I rock with Gunner, but but you can't be saying no ratting. You did a commercial for ratting, like. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm with you. None of it makes sense. Hip hop to WWE, so all of it is just uh, confusing. But I wanted Sean to get that, and I was like, you know, yeah, hopefully week two Sean to get it. But nah, I'm good. But um, yeah, the Taylor Swift album is still doing too well, so I don't even think Sean could go number one in his second week. So all that being said, yes, SZA released a great single. Yeah, 100. percent I want to hear that song <laughs> at the end. Yeah, we had to double back. I appreciate you. I, I got like SZA. That, that song at the end, I didn't realize that wasn't on hit different because I watched the video first. Then I eventually went to go stream the song. And I was like, wait, nigga, I'm missing like my favorite part about this song. So I'm um I'm intrigued to hear like um yeah, it made me want to hear that body of work. And what was so impressive to me about Hit Different was just the fact that I know this is a throwaway. I don't think this is on her second album. I think this is just on that cluster of music she said that had just like no real purpose or space. Oh yeah, the photo the photo um dump or what what should she call it? I forgot what you called it. Music dump album to my yeah, mu- yeah, yeah, music dump. dump. Yeah, she said, music dump is like a photo dump. And somebody asked, Ooh. like, somebody asked, what you call just the other week, like, are we ever going to get that? And he was like, soon. So maybe this, is, maybe this is what it is. No, I think that's what this is a part of. So I don't think this has, like, a, a real, like, space. I think this is going to be, like, our untitled, unmastered. So I think this is just, like, music she was in between the space to control and whatever we're going to get next, or maybe alt. And I think, yeah, this is just in that space. But I was like, damn, it's like, your throwaways are this good. I can't imagine what you're saving for the album. And I was like, damn, exactly. really was not gonna, we had to beg for this. We had to beg for the throwaways. Like, That's that is um, wild to me. All right. Let me Shout out to Sizzle. Shout out to TD for finally giving us something. Don't stop here. Don't, don't, don't make it next three months before we hear anything else from y'all. So I'm going to move on to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. One, one last thought, Dan. What you got? No, that I just I want to see what Sizzle is going to um, do because I, I haven't listened to that Summer Walker album. But I know, like, all the women I know, like, love that album. And I saw her, like, occupy the space that I think SZA also occupied. Yep. So, like, hmm, this is going to be. And I'm not saying two black women can't occupy the same space. I'm not saying no. nothing like that. I just thought it was interesting. I thought SZA's maybe, like, um, lack of activity yeah. kind of allowed a space for Summer to, like, um, grow. Yeah. So I'm just, like, intrigued to see, um, yeah, them exist together. I think maybe a track between them both would be, like, pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited. And I Man. hope SZA doesn't, like, video get momentum me. and then die it out. Yeah, of course. Of course, he need that video. Sorry, moving on to the next topic. This video, son. Son's legend, Steve Nash, has now accepted the head coaching job for the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I almost forgot their name. I almost called them the Milwaukee Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) (laughs) The Milwaukee Nets. I don't know what my brain was doing just then. It is just a thousand different things in a second. So the, the you Brooklyn, Nets, Brooklyn? No, the Brooklyn <laughs> maybe <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets have now signed them to like a four year deal. I do believe it came as a surprise because of Steve Nash's limited head coaching experience. If, if when I say limited, I mean yes, none. Uh-huh. And the fact that they were actually considering more veteran like um, coaches, even some coaches who have actual championship um, resume in like Ty Lue. Guys, I'm, I'm gonna start with Cam. Cam, how do you feel about? about Steve Nash seemingly coming out of nowhere and stealing this job. I'm going to say this. Steve Nash, I don't know if he's the best candidate for this job, but he is the most Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving pick for this job. 
they are the type of people yeah. who, right when you expect them to do one thing, they go against it and go against they go against it and go and pick the thing that you would never expect. Like, oh, all right, Kyrie and Katie going to New York. Oh no, they going across the borough. They going to Brooklyn. So, like, you know, definitely this is a this is a Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Sean Marks approved pick. Big big fan of it. Obviously, I'm a Suns fan. But just in terms of the logistics of the game, I mean, I I think this I think this could be amazing because if you look at the way this team could be set up, it's not. I won't necessarily say it's like the Suns teams. Obviously not. They don't have Steve Nash on the court. But at the same time, this is a team that yeah, they're kind of gonna they're kind of gonna have to run small ball because they only have I think like two centers on the whole roster. So I mean, they're gonna be an up and down team, kind of like most of the NBA is right now. And I think Steve Nash wishes that he could be he could have been a player in today's era. And now he's looking at it, and he's like, man, Ooh. imagine what I can do with this talent that I have on this team. So I'm with this. I definitely don't think this is a white privilege pick. I think this is a Sean Marks play with Steve Nash nah. and and Kevin Durant and Kyrie really like this guy. Kevin Durant got coached by star him power. when he was an advisor for the team. So I definitely would say, like Core says, the star power pick. I love the pick. Obviously, uh, I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan as long as long as well as the Phoenix Suns fan next season. So yeah, I love it. Did people call it? Well, I I didn't hear no one call it white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Some people call yeah, it like, said it. yeah, even legit that man analysts on are saying ESPN. it. There's legit yeah. analysts are saying it because it is. It seems. Uh, I would say this. It is. It does look crazy that you have man, a team. It's Brooklyn, though. I, I don't know what that means, Cole. I really don't. Like this. This is this. This isn't just something. <laughs> it ain't different. No, this is not something that happens a lot. Like to have. Ah, come on. To now. have a team oh. with the have a team with a champion in Kyrie Irving. To have a two-time champion in Kevin Durant. Okay. MVP in Kevin and the fact that this team will have championship title contending aspirations next season, and you go get a coach like it, it didn't matter, it didn't matter if he was white or black. It doesn't it doesn't it just seems very weird. You go get a coach who has never. We actually, do need more black coaches though. We do, but I'm saying what? that if, if, even if he wasn't white, we do for sure. If he even if he wasn't white, if he was black, it would look weird for them to go get a coach that hadn't actually won anything, had been hadn't even been to the finals as a player. And you put them, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, Cam. And you put them as the coach of a team with guys who actually have one, because you know it's that whole dynamic. You know, I'm assuming that Kevin Durant respects um, Steve Nash a lot, because that's, I'm pretty sure he's the one to help push him get that, you know, get Steve sure, Nash there. Sure. But it just looks weird that you get a guy with less championship experience, or really none. To coach guys who actually have been there and won. That's that's the weird thing to me. Like that, if he had been black, I, like me, that's like if they had gotten like Alvin Gentry or um, they had gotten uh, I'm trying to think of another Nate McMillan. Yeah, like Nate McMillan or somebody like that, yeah. and, and Mark, put them. Mark put Jackson. Them yeah, or Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Yeah, that would have that looked weird. In all honesty, I would have thought that was bad. Yeah. But Steve Nash is a brilliant basketball mind. I'm excited to see what he'll do with the team. Uh, I think the easiest thing to do is make him play iso ball because it's Kyrie. And, KD, you make him do ISO for like the entire game, you win. Um, it would be interesting with Kyrie, because Kyrie's a very, very, very good three-point shooter. Shoots around 40% from three his entire career from three. But he don't take a lot of them. Like he ain't take yeah. he don't take like he seven. He take like five. Like he take like five a game. And so I could see Steve Nash coaching him to be like, hey, Kyrie, you can shoot threes really well. Let him fly. Just just shoot him. 
and I'll say this, I'll say this, and I say I'll say this. Uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they strike me as guys who are lovers of the art of basketball. And if you truly love watching basketball and you truly love watching how it's played, Steve Nash is a great guy to watch. Like if you're watching film and you're watching old film, like you see Steve Nash and you're like, okay, this is how basketball is supposed to be played. So I feel like those guys being appreciated they are for the art form of basketball were like, all right, we got to get somebody like this to come and show us how it's done. Uh, I think, I think, I think that those guys, I think they're going to be all right. I'm put it like that. It's just surprising. It was surprising. Like, I mean, I can't overstate. Yeah. I can't overstate how surprising it was. He's the new yeah, coach. definitely. I, I was shook too. But I think they'll be perfectly fine in the long run. But I, and, I just and I, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I'm gonna say. I'm, and one thing I will say is they like we gotta remember they had to fire white coats to get Steve Nash. Like they fired Kenny Atkinson. I really like Kenny Atkinson. But I like I like. But another thing we gotta keep in mind is this: I like the assistant coaches they got. The one yeah. they coached, you know, when they went to the playoffs, it's in the bubble when they was, was it a uh, job? I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, Jack Vaughn, yeah. yeah. Like, he, was a really, he was a really good coach. So Steve Nash don't know what to do. He can easily look to him and go, hey, what would you do in this situation? So it's not like. He alone. Just, yeah, exactly. And on top of that, like, players, like, point guard, it's a lot of coaches in the NBA that used to be point guards with no coaching experience and they got a job because people, you know, people think they got high IQ. Derek Fisher got a job. Doc Rivers used to be a point guard. Nate Miller. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of coaches like you. Steve Nash just happens to be white. I just nah. want to say, Doc Rivers. Oh, you and said If Doc he suck, he's going to get fired. Look at Jason I mean, Lee. I'm not even arguing about it being white privilege anymore. I was just more like, it's just weird to get an unexperienced coach because I thought that was like the whole reason of getting rid of Kenny Atkinson was because he wasn't like, that that he wasn't that veteran coach that could really rein in KD and Kyrie and make them listen because he he hasn't done anything. So I thought it'd be like around the same you know around the same vein. So the first fan question of the day we have from the homie Tay, and he wanted to know who is having a better run: twenty twenty little baby or twenty fourteen rich homie Quan. Guys, I used to love Quan. That was my freshman yeah. year of college too. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. oh. Yeah, so who 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 are you taking? Who's who's had a better year? Who had a Wait, better statistically, year? or are we talking about just music? Mm, see, I asked I asked him the exact same thing. Uh, I don't know. So statistically, it it would probably have baby. to be little baby, right? So no baby blow home out the water. Now no question. Quality, who's making the better music? That I would never stop going in. Go, mind. I'm not gonna lie to you. That I would never stop going in. I I played that shit out. Cool. I'd like you the expert on this subject. I'm going to say that I, I, I can't be the expert on this subject for one reason, one reason only. I, You probably remember this. I was not high on Rich Homie Corn. I was high on Thug. And True. at that time, everybody told me I was crazy for saying that Thug was going to be better than Corn. And even though I like Lil Baby, I still feel like going to go out last. It's just me, though. I could be wrong. I'm going to say this. That speaks... Uh, uh. That speaks volumes too to how good Quan was at the time. Cause he man, he was in a bag, man. He was that, going crazy. I'm talking about every mixtape just bang a bang a bang a bang a bang a bang a bang it. And he just he just stopped. He stopped I'm gonna, going in. I'm, I'm he a, told us he never would. I'm gonna go. I'm looking I'm, at these. I'm gonna go. Right I'm gonna go. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna go. Rich on Quan. I think me too. I'm looking at this. Um, I mean, I know this don't mean nothing in today's age, but this shit got um, 3.9 million um, 
streams, views, whatever on that piss. And that, that's a big fucking deal. That, yeah, that that piss, hey. streaming age, that's like, oh, whatever. That's you had to download an app for that. I was say, yeah, like that, that, that meant a lot at that time. So, and yeah, no, Quan had everything. Because Quan even, you ain't get no damn virus off that piss. Click on links, you will. You have to deal all them damn ads. Hey, you click on them links, you will. They gonna get that revenue. I don't even remember who he was beefing with at the time, but even the diss songs was good. Future? Uh, yo, yo, him the future. Was the future. But nah, he threw like a shot at Future. He was like, I'm, who the fuck told you I want to be your ass? You the, I'm the future nigga, I see your past. He did give Future like a little jab, but it he was did. He uh, crazy. But he was- wrong though. He was dissing someone. He got a song called Fuck Me. I was listening to Quan crazy. I forgot about Quan. I was Damn, listening man. to Quan crazy in underground. That was Quan. my freshman year. You made like a thirty. You made like a thirty-track album in like twenty eighteen, didn't it? Didn't do that chord. Yeah, no. It wasn't bad though. What I heard. No, I went back. I heard a lot of people say. I heard people say great things. I just never got around listening to it. Man, uh, but you know what the people want? Who the people want? We want Rich Gang back, but we ain't gonna never get it. But we want Rich Gang back. Birdman already said that's dead. He said he only talk about Quan because a dog. He don't give a fuck about Quan. So damn. Nah. Damn. I trust baby. You know about you know about babies. <laughs> oh no, don't don't go yet, Jordan. It just made me realize, you know, it's Juan's fault. Cause I re- I just remembered or I realized the reason they just like there was a spat or a riff is because people used to call Young Thug gay, and that was like a big yep. like thing. Juan got upset and started to like distance himself from Thug because yeah, he like, I remember that. And then he just got cold and yep. Thug got super hot, so that's his own fault. Yeah. Homophobia coming in circles. <laughs> and then he had that song leak when he was talking about raping chicks. So yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. I vaguely remember that. We, uh, we gonna need the, the link there. No, nah, we don't need yeah, that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to put that on Quan because I don't remember that. Cole, Cole, you don't want that in your Cole, you don't want that in your search history in a way. You the feds I'm, do pretty, it. I'm pretty sure it's crazy things are cool. <laughs> I, I don't want. We, let's, not, let's, let's not talk about it. Let's not, not talk today. about it. Save so, episode. moving on to the next fan question, we had a question from Little Baby Chance on Twitter. He asked, "Where should CP3 try to go next season if the Thunder trade him? Who has the advantage in a Celtics and East and a Heat Eastern Conference Final? Uh, CP3 should try to go to the Bucks next season." I think that's what yeah. I was say that man. If say he has a man. contract, though, it has to be appealing to the Thunder. So where would they want to ship him? Would be the question. Yeah, but that's that's the question. That's what I say. If CP should want to go to the Bucks, um, places that are appealing for the Thunder, quite a few places, but I don't think they want Chris Paul. That's the thing about it. So yeah, why do you feel like he fits in with the Bucks? Well, because like just just asking. Well, like I talked about how the the Bucks. Need somebody who a bucket getter, somebody who can go get their own shot, as well as somebody who can create something for Giannis. So I talked, so I talked and about and a leader. Yeah, I, so I talked about um, him running pick and roll. He needs like Giannis needs a pick and roll partner. He needs somebody who's so if you have Chris Paul running pick and roll with him, and then driving to the mid range, the fact that he can rise up in the mid range will force the big to step up on Chris, which would let Giannis slide yeah. behind the big man, lob threat right there. I rarely, I rarely, it'll work on the phone. I rarely ever see Giannis catch a lob out of the pick and roll. Rarely, they, they just, they just don't run, they just don't run them kind of sets. So look I at think, it this yeah. way. 
Giannis is Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan combined with more defense. Just imagine what Chris Paul could do with it. A lot. Chris Paul wouldn't have to aim. He just throw the ball. Just imagine. He just throw the ball. Yeah. And also, this wouldn't be the first what? time he replaced Eric Blitz on the team. Come on now. More defense than prime DeAndre Jordan? James Harden say that nigga ain't got no talent. He just big, ain't the dunk. <laughs> yep. I'm with James Harden. <laughs> Now, hey, I'm gonna say this. At first, I, I said Harden, you wildin'. I don't watch you couple After games, this series, I don't know. That, that nigga is a paint beast. He is a paint beast. I ain't gonna hold you. Uh, now, with no post on. <laughs> now, who has the advantage? <laughs> so the Celtics are now tied two-two. So you know they might not make it. <laughs> but if they were to make it, it's six-eleven lob threat. I would. <laughs> I would say that the Celtics have the advantage because they just I feel like they'd have the better half court um score in uh Tatum. I think I yeah, I, I kind of Celtics win this series. You don't think the Celtics are gonna win? I think no, they win. I picked Celtics to win this series. I picked them to win in six. So that so the Toronto some fighters though. They are they are gonna win. they are gonna go away. That's why I said I picked them in six. Like they weren't never gonna fold. They they you pass out to stop spinning. And though I, I need you to stop there real quick. I ain't oh, games. Yeah, I've been doing a little spin move. Style. That video, that video, that gorilla spinning in circles, making Pascal Siakam on the way to goal. That is the funniest. Same video, funny fam. No, cool. Sound like anti blackness to me. I, I was gonna say, I was when gonna they were say. Down. When they were down, it might be, but I like that video. I ain't gonna hold you. Of course, it might be. It might be, but I don't even care. <laughs> when they were down, oh, when the series, of course, he finished, he finished, spin his way right on home. This shit was so funny. <laughs> 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 spin his way to the crib, medical plan. <laughs> got that post technician on, bro. All right. So we got. We, oh, man. Shout to Pascal. We got one more fan question. It's from the homie, Groovy Gert, the one and only. Uh, who is the most underappreciated hip hop legend? And uh, I, this is an overrated rapper and underrated rapper. Reason why? Just for sake, just for the sake of time, we're gonna go with just the first question. Who's the most underappreciated hip hop legend to you guys? Oh, I got agendas to push, so I'm just saying Nicki Minaj. That's fair. I'm not gonna lie, I saw Grant's other uh, tweet, and I definitely prepared for that one more than this one. Um, yeah, he said, tw- he said two. But that one had like a like, like three questions on it. I said I'm just gonna take this one. This seems just off top, Delaw. Off top, first thing that come to your mind. Taylor Quali. Uh, <laughs> no. I'll say uh, uh, underappreciated. Not uh, not like a super disrespected, but underappreciated. I'll say left eye. Okay. Yeah. Can I argue? I know we don't got no time. I mean, I mean, that, that kind of <laughs> I mean, if you argue, you, can't, you know, speed is the longest point. No, I don't think. I think Left Eye is appreciated for what she did as a member of TLC, but as a solo act, she got that one album, but it just wasn't that great. So I feel like she didn't have the time to like give us a body of work for us to overappreciate or underappreciate. So I think for what she did, she's appreciated, but like. She got one solo project that didn't really go nowhere. So, like, how could we underappreciate it if, like, yeah. you barely gave us anything? Yeah, nah, I, think I think she underappreciated. I think she underappreciated member of TLC. I mean, she I, really I unappreciated. Shout out to her. I'm going to go with Most Def with his amazing. Okay, okay. I thought that too, but I don't know if I'd say he's underappreciated. Damn, like Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> 
say, I say most definitely because, like, in terms of the type of lyricist he is, he's like like top tier of upper echelon. Over the years, he's been featured on songs with Black Thought, with other like God tier MCs. And he always, like, he pretty much always delivers. And yet, I don't feel like we talk about him. Like, we talk about like the best lyricists of all time and things of that nature. I don't think we ever really talk about most stuff at all. I don't think his name really comes up like that. Like that, that's that's why that's why so I feel like he's underappreciated. Say what? Salon made me feel bad, so I can't give my retort <laughs> that I want to get. Hey man, but hey I man, he was in that Lucy Keys, he was in that Lucy Keys video drinking. I mean, drinking hot coffee chocolate. and eating fish, man. That nigga different. That nigga different. That boy's talking about backflips. He different. Cam is a, is, a, is a cook. They, they don't they don't know uh, they don't speak to your palate. Hot chocolate and fish. What? No, not at all. Not in the slightest. <laughs> not in the slightest. I got love for y'all. Don't knock it to your That's some weird shit. Like, that's some really weird <laughs> shit to be eating together. He did a, um, he did a, I was so upset that I didn't live in New York. He did a, like, collab with the Brooklyn Museum. So he made an album specifically for the Ooh. museum, and you could only hear it if you went to, like, I don't want to call it an installation, oh, but man. kind of an installation. You had to go to the museum to listen to it. And I thought that was the coolest shit ever. And to me, I thought that was an example of like a museum representing like, you're in New York, so you should like reach out to black people, specifically in Brooklyn. So I thought that was dope as shit. So, um, not, shout out y'all saying. Shout out to the legend. Cause, hey, yeah, cool Rondo, Rondo might do it for Florida. Hey, I'm a, hey man, I had a cool Keith Amanda. Hey man, y'all know I rock a cool Keith Amanda Mills a legend. I feel like people don't call him a legend enough out here. I'm just oh. gonna throw that out there. I'm gonna throw that out there. We talking about rappers, you know, most otherworldly bars. He's definitely a pioneer for um, uh, you know, you look at the Eminem's, you look at the Tyler, the rap with the, you know, when they say some stuff, they go, yo, he was really one of the first to do that. And he be over some insane beats. So I look at the Danny Brands and the ASAPers, I always look at Cool Keith, man. He paid away for a lot of people. And he deserved that respect. Okay. You don't know Cool Keith? No, no, I was talking about ASAPers. ASAPers, I know it may be from New York. It might be an uncle. You don't know. <laughs> I don't think it could be. Nigga named Cool Keith. He'd be anybody on. Yeah. Shout out Ferg. He's still an ASAP if you ask me. I, 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 best I think, best I, one if you ask me. I think that's a whole uh I think that's a whole act. They all uh, actually another another member of ASAP, because I don't know all I don't know none of them niggas other than Rocky and um Ferg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know and I barely know Ant. Yeah, I just know his music. Uh, uh and it's because that nigga ain't it was like it was like another he ASAP. Took I, album once. There was one ASAP that I didn't know said that he wasn't in ASAP anymore. He, I didn't yeah, know ASAP. I didn't know came out said that he is still an ASAP. So I don't I don't know who those niggas is. Is ASAP? Do y'all know if ASAP is an acronym or like? I'm always trying. Always trying to prosper. Yeah. I wait, wish I didn't know that. This the real question. <laughs> Who is ASAP? Wait, the real question. How is ASAP Barry still an ASAP? Wasn't it like a whole video he was trying to rape somebody? Like, no, he not. He, he, he not. He not ASAP anymore. He go. I he think, go, he go oh, by the young no. lord. He go by the young no, no, lord no. now. It's not even real. He was no the one more. who told first. He went in no more. Yams died. Rocky is chasing Rihanna around the world. Who the fuck yeah. gives a fuck about for that? It's facts. It's facts. They done these streets. Heard. <laughs> so, you better listen to YBN out here. I mean, not 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 me. You better listen to Corday. Drop it. Drop it. <laughs> so Ferg is the only it. person to me who like I, on a like Matters. public commercial level. Who, yeah, yeah. Who, like holds flags. Like, I was like, what? 
So it, it, it threw me off. Hey, man, I, it's all Rocky drop testing. They've been dead since. Ferg, just go by Ferg. Drop the ASAP. He let Frank out rap him. So I'm not going to lie. I did lose respect for Rocky after yeah, that project. Facts. That's facts. <laughs> so I, because I, I, I didn't understand what was happening. And then, it wasn't even like I said, he let Frank bar him up. And I was like, whoa. Really like, where, how, we got, how we got here? So, and I wanted to be get here. <laughs> and I was like, nah, y'all just talking. ASAP ain't never released a bad project. He's going to come how he always come. Then I got testing. Space Ghost wow. Perp ain't never lied. I guess he you told her Rocket was a fraud. I guess uh, Frank Ocean caught him slipping on there, my. All right, so. That's all I got. <laughs> you guys got any closing thoughts? Um, support your local museum. Um, boycott the NBA, but maybe watch it because Donald Trump been talking reckless. Support the local yeah. post office. Please, please, please. It is important. Everybody, we need the postal workers. Please go buy some stamps. We do. And go ahead and stream Queen. That's all I got. Facts, uh... That's a cheap though. How am I gotta buy to make a difference though? Like I feel like just buying nah, like five stamps. That's like, not cheap. It's it's fifty cents. So if you buy one stamp, wait, I went to buy, our like, stamps two fifty cents now. Mm-hmm. Fifty cent per oh. stamp, but they add up. Damn. Two books of stamps is like two hundred dollars. So it, it adds hey, man. up. I don't mail things, so. Yannis, Auntie the Gumbo. You about to be mailing a whole right. bunch of stuff? What are you talking about, Jordan? Well, I, uh, Delon does that. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> I, like, I'd, I'd go buy, like, a book of stamps, and it wouldn't, I'd, it'd, just, it'd just be a book of stamps. That's all it would be in my house. Yeah, I have to start sending stuff. Yeah, I'd start sending random things to y'all. Y'all just get random letters in the mail for me. <laughs> just hey, bruh, hey, this shirt was sitting on the table for, like, a whole week, and I had no clue what it was. <laughs> I had no I ain't know what I thought it was like a book or something. You know, like, oh, this light, it must be the shirt. They were like, yeah, cool. This is like a week. Yeah, of course, it's a book. I don't want it. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. Hey, All right. Man, um, if the book, if the not... books lose today, I'm calling it Auntie the Gumbo forever. Mm-hmm. Sweet. You got to earn his last name again. Sweet. I'm just laughing at Cam in this bro. <laughs> and then my closing <laughs> thoughts is on. that in the month of August, Vic Mensa put out a very good project. Yeah, I did. Which is what I was going to talk about today. But yeah, Chance is just fucking everybody from Chicago either came back or sustained. And Chance just, oh, that's a change. I'm not going to lie to you. Come on. Hey, 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 hey. You know, if we think about it, have a better year to change. If we think about if we think about it, Vic took like four projects to get here. I like that song, damn it. I like that song and I will stand by it. Please. Jordan, close us out. All right. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Pop of the Bad Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode of your favorite podcast. See you then.